Hey everybody, welcome back. It's goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, episode 145. Hey folks, welcome back. It's a goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. Boy, you you nailed that, man. You did all that by yourself. What's up, Spence? And uh, exactly. How's your cowboys look? Spe- I know. And sometimes just one person coordinating things on his own is the way to go. Uh, and folks, that one person yeah. not being stoned out of their mind and well, eat, can, eating tacos that's some, while that's sometimes we're trying to make the guests. Yeah, like getting sriracha. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Spencer hasn't been on the show, ladies and gentlemen, for a while. We don't know what's going on with Spencer. Uh, he'll be back at some point. Also, I have to address the fact that we have not been having as much of an output uh, lately due to a lot of different reasons. And I'm going to say this, that they're extremely legitimate. And we'll let you know about yeah. them at some point. We'll talk uh, about them in, in gruesome and grieve and, and optimistic details. And optimistic details <laughs> at some point. Yeah, exactly. When uh, the time comes. And we've got a guest tonight. Charlie Brown is with us, uh, uh, who is hails originally from New Orleans, is a filmmaker and author, moved to Los Angeles uh, six years ago, and has a brand new book out called Looking Back on Sodom. That came out uh, a couple weeks back. A couple weeks maybe? back, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, early, early December. Early December. Yeah. Great, great. And you have an event coming up this week, right? Yeah, yeah. It's on um, on Thursday night, January tenth, uh, at the Garden District Bookstore in the Rink. Um, uh, at six o'clock, we're having a reading and uh, signing, and uh, hopefully sell as many of these as uh, <laughs> as I can. Yeah, right. uh, I've got two books there. I've got Looking Back on Sodom, which is my my big New Orleans novel, this was the one that I poured every uh, New Orleans story of the last 40 years into it. And uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I start my stories at, at age 10, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, I also have, um, uh, I do uh, urban fantasy as well as literary fiction. So I, I have a, another novel called Vamp City that came out earlier this year that's going to be there. I'm not going to read from it, but I'll have it there for... Yeah. Uh, if you like vampire fiction, it's not. It's more. It's more Dashiell Hammett than Anne Rice. It's not really kind of gothic. It's good. more like. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. It's more like it's more like crime fiction with vampires. Yeah. Like a vampire is the is the main protagonist, and uh, she ah, yeah she's nice. a uh, she was a, a Storyville uh, prostitute who was. Uh, who was turned very early and then you know, lived her whole life in the French Quarter. And then uh, some things happened in a novella that I wrote and she had to leave New Orleans. And so she goes to Los Angeles and she finds, uh, she finds her way there, finds out that she's the oldest vampire around. So when uh, some sticky stuff comes up, she, tur- she turns into the de facto sheriff. Even so though. she's doing good deeds. Yeah, she's doing good deeds. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. This is yeah. like, yeah, this is, like I said, I it's like... A, yeah, she's kind of like the yeah. She comes in and she's the new sheriff in town. So you know to kind of keep the vampire population under control. You know so that they don't go crazy. I watched that movie recently on Hulu, uh, Mr. Marston and the Wonder Women. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that, right. Who created the Wonder Woman based on his wife and their lover? Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of reminds me of that. You know, yeah, she, yeah. This was a this was that. a yeah. This was kind of a this was a fun project for me, especially because it came out of this uh, novella called. Um, Quarter Moon, and uh, that one that one features a. a I, I wrote about four. I've wrote written four stories about this uh, 
uh, voodoo priest slash private detective. His name's Lasty. He does not have a first name. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, his uh, name's just Lasty. You know. So and uh, and and uh, so it, this kind of grew out of. This kind of grew out of that, and uh, the, that that uh, novella is also available from that this publisher, Griffinwood Press, who's a, nice. uh, a fun little uh, fantasy action adventure genre uh, small press. So, so do yeah. you have a lively fan base uh, around some of your books at this point? And, Not and does yet. your if you do well, even if you have a small but lively fan base, do you do they call you CD? Because I see your yeah, so, CD so, brand. So yeah, so this is this is weird because you you know me as Charlie and I yeah, and I I've walked around the world as Charlie Brown for fifty years. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right. To a lot of people, my my whole name is my name. Like nobody just calls me Charlie. It's just Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown. Yeah, it's all it's all one word. Um, but I decided, I decided that if, uh, if I'm going to publish these books, that uh, if you put a name into Google, it shouldn't just be, you know, a million hits about a cartoon. Yes. How many Lucy jokes did you get from uh, growing uh, up? It for, so forever, bad, forever. You yeah. must have wanted to kill people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah my wife really wants a beagle. <laughs> and we're, we're you know, oh. yeah, we really beagles are great. I yeah, love yeah, I, I love beagles, why. but I'm, I have I, two. I have yeah. two. Oh, okay, two yeah. Beagles. yeah. So I, you know, we'll see. We, okay. we have to uh, we have to get to a place. Uh, we have to we have to get to a place with a with a with a backyard before we can start right. thinking about a dog. Yep. But, uh, yep. So yeah. So the I, as an urban fantasist, I write as C. D. Brown, and as a literary novelist, I go by Charles D. Brown. So right. it's basically, yeah, there's another gotcha. guy. Gotcha. Ian Banks is another guy who splits his, you know, that's kind of where I got the idea from. He's Ian M. Banks is a science fiction writer, uh, and Ian Banks is a literary writer. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah right. makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So you grew up in New Orleans, Charlie. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. What, what part of town? So I'm, uh, I'm originally from Old Metairie. Uh, oh. um, in fact, the, where I'm staying right now on the extended vacation is the house I grew up in. Oh, and, sweet. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting, you know. You come back to town and all of a sudden you're 13 again. Yeah, buckets, <laughs> posters. <laughs> Nightlight. Uh, well, you know, I, you know it's, it's, it's for the past couple of years. Uh, Lava lamps. Yeah, yeah. For the past couple of years we've been staying in what is what what was my brother's room and i gotta say for the first few times it was really uncomfortable not staying in my room uh, but, but the ah, bed was much better ah, in my brother's room right. so so um so yeah i'm from old metairie um i i guess that for the first two years of my life i lived out by power boulevard um and then that was in my uh, what was my great grandmother's house my step step great grandmother it's a very strange thing so we were in and out of there and then we got we moved to old metairie and now in the in the classic kind of new orleans where there's been a compound built up around my mom's house so uh for many years my my great my other great grandmother lived across the street from us and then oh, um my family aunt, compound. Yeah, yeah 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 my aunt and uncle now live across the street and then just a few years ago uh, my brother built his dream house next door to my mom's house, so we've got. And then another nice. uncle lives on the same street down. The, you know, so we've got this the whole. Compound. Yeah, we've got this whole Godfather. That's sweet. Thing <laughs> working out. So no, the, the Browns run the block. The Browns run the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dervises actually. Is the Dervises. The Dervises yeah. run the block, but okay. yeah, we are the Browns. Yeah. Do you give everyone in your family like and on the block like your books for? 
for Christmas presents. I wanted to, but you That's know, it's I, I I didn't have them. I didn't have them all there. Uh, <laughs> It's a big family because my mom's family is seven kids, you know, okay. and, and then there's 11 grandchildren who are my cousins, and then there's 13 great-grandchildren. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of them. And yeah, yeah these, right. these books, I remember the first, the first short I saw, I don't know if you've ever seen a couple on the side when it played here, but, uh, but um, it's kind of a, it's a sex comedy, basically. And, uh, and the first thing that my, my sister-in-law says, my daughter will never see this film. <laughs> I kind of feel I kind of feel that way about this book. It's got a lot of it's got a lot it's an adult book for adults. <laughs> I like right. to yeah. say about yeah. it. You know? Yeah. It's not a it's, it's even an adult and, book and, for and, a and, yeah. Type of adult. yeah, Vamp City is too. Vamp City, you know, like a lot of a lot of new uh you know a lot of new genre work is YA. It's not YA. It's not it's definitely for adults. Yeah, it's yeah. Not. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, what else have I? So yeah, so I'm I'm, uh, as you know, you always got to ask this. I'm a Jesuit boy, so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. you do. I appreciate you yeah. listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. The next question. Yeah, Jesuit, uh, <laughs> Jesuit to Loyola. Although I did, uh, I did a brief uh, freshman and soft half a sophomore year at Southern Cal. So I did. I've uh, been right. I've been kind of bouncing uh-huh. between L.A. and New Orleans my whole life. It's oh, really? Wow, yeah. that's an interesting one. Yeah, you don't hear that too often. No. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like I, I, you know, Jesuit, Southern Cal. That one didn't quite work for me. I didn't have a car back then, and ah. was, and so I just I had this little world, and it just wasn't working for me. So Loyola was a lot better fit. Right. And then. Um, and I stuck around for a little while, and then I I got, I got married, and it just uh, that really wasn't working out, and I wanted to get out of New Orleans. So in '97, I took off for Los Angeles. Eventually, uh, divorcing while moving there. Um, we were talking about Henry Griffin. Henry Griffin, one of our mutual friends. He yeah. uh, he was living out there at the time, so I kind <clears throat> of I didn't move in with him, but you know we we. He was out there, kind of planted the flag, and so a couple of. Did us, you go to any of those infamous Adam uh, Duritz? I was also a, I was also yeah. a roommate of uh, Adam Duritz. Yeah, I was. Were you? Yeah, I lived in the basement. I was in the <laughs> that we called the we called the uh, house Cocktown. <laughs> was that like the movie Entourage? I mean, this uh, yes. series Entourage. Yeah, it was, was like Entourage, like except I feel like we were a lot smarter because it was like Isaac Webb and me and Henry. It was like cool oh, movie. Isaac was, it was out cool. Yeah, 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 Isaac, yeah, Isaac right. was out there. Yeah, Andre right. Carter, the trumpet uh-huh. player, was out there for a while. Yeah, right. So I, yeah, I kind of, I, uh, I had been taken to calling it uh, Uncle Adam's home for wayward New Orleanians. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, uh, and he seemed to embrace that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he we, he had a he had a blast with us. He really got into New Orleans music while we were there. You yeah. know, he really embraced the whole scene and uh, you know, always welcomed in guys all the time. Um, and it was just it was just a blast. And then uh, I, so while I was out there, I went out there to be a screenwriter. And while I was out there, I got a job as a um, working for a website. You know, as a writer, and that's what. Got me on the path. I started producing packages for you know. It was an entertainment reporter. I was the guy on the red carpet out there going, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, with the you know yeah. that that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, which uh, yeah, but then then that you know the the dot com first dot com wave crashed, 
It's 100,000 people out of work. 1999. Yeah, 2001. Yeah, right. right. It's like 100,000 people out of work with the exact same resume. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I made my short film. I moved back to New Orleans, edited it here. Um, And then uh, went after a little bit of other work, I I started uh, NOLA.com in 2003. And that kind of, they, they hired me to do filming of local things. Making you know, so we we did a lot of stuff there, and then I moved on to Tipitina's uh, to be their head of video production for a little while. Uh, made the Rebirth movie. I made a my first feature, Never a Dull Moment. Twenty years of the Rebirth Brass Band. Yeah, right. yeah. And then um, then I went freelance for a good, and that's kind of when Jeff and I started to get to know each other. When we mm-hmm. were both. <laughs> We worked on we I, I I was trying to we never like worked on the same set together but we did work on the sa- a couple of the same projects. Yeah, what were they? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, them? yeah. The end was the one that we definitely worked on. Well, we were never on set together. We weren't on set together. Yeah, but we right. both shot that one. Right. Yeah. That was <laughs> a fun crazy. little movie. That yeah, was a yeah. fun little movie. I'm I'm even trying to remember that. Yeah. Film at this yeah. Point. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what? That was the guy who came from out of town. Yes. And it was the jewel smuggler. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah he, he was also named Charlie. Uh, he was a friend of Ben Shank. Uh huh. Yeah, that was a. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That was an odd shoot. It was an odd odd shoot. It was yeah. always fun though. I had. A I've been on a lot of odd shoots. <laughs> Haven't we all? Yeah. Haven't we all? I was working at Canal Place one time. It's like, uh, like, yeah. After you know being from freelance, I just kind of like when the HD hit, I kind of got, I kind of bottomed out. You know, I was like, I couldn't really do it anymore. And so I went to work for Canal Wait, what Plus. Does that, what does that mean when the uh, HD I just, hit? When, when, like, when, when everybody started to get HD cameras, I was too poor to 69 HD. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like your P2 card cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I would have had to yeah, yeah, I would have had to spend $10,000. Yeah, yeah, $10,000 yeah. for yeah, a whole yeah, new yeah. package, and I just sure, didn't have it. Sure, so sure. I was still shooting on on SD, but I was still shooting. Like but I was, yeah, I was doing some little things. I went to go work for that, uh, I'm not going to say his name, the guy out in Metairie who does all the commercials who's the worst. I'm not going to say his name out loud, otherwise he'll email me. <laughs> I know who you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had an interview with them, too. Oh, he's the worst. It's horrid. It's not he's Will, is it? No. No. no it's uh, Steve. It's hor- he's horrid. It's horrid. It's horrible. It's Steve. Yeah, yeah, horrid. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, A nightmare. Dog out of the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dog out, <laughs> out of the week. week. Steve Mystery. from Battery, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come on, pay. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I think he 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 took advantage of me. Like, uh, Canal Place was paying eight twenty five an hour. This was two thousand seven or so. Two thousand, yeah, two thousand seven. And he said, "Oh, I'll pay you that forty hours a week to go make my commercials." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it because I don't want to stand around selling popcorn anymore." But anyway, so but uh, but one of the one of the weird gigs I got called is like I, I it was when Craigslist was still viable when it wasn't just scam after scam. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this guy, so I got one shooting gig, and the guy goes, "I can't tell you who it is, but we're interviewing somebody." I'm like, "All right." So I was like, I had to wait till I showed up there, and I'm, I was sitting there going, "I don't know who is it. Is it you know, it's got to be somebody famous." And I walk in, it was fucking Robert Plant. Okay. And Allison Krauss, <laughs> yeah, when they were oh, doing, cool. yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. So yeah, like I got to hang out with Robert. They were Plant. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to hang out. It was it was the EPK for that album. Yep. That they put that they did. Oh, sweet. Yeah, man. it was. Yeah, it was a yeah, really sweet nice. gig. That's nice. And yeah, and, and we're just sitting around. And T Bone Burnett's there, and then all of a sudden, Doctor John walks in, and I was like, "This is the <laughs> this was the shoot Great to interview. get." Yeah, this was the yeah. shoot to get. <laughs> yeah. 
sweet, man. Nice. Yeah. So you know, then and then uh, yeah, then uh, about 2008, I was like, I needed stability. You know, Paula, my wife, then girlfriend, we you know, we were living together, needed some stability. So I went to go work for the library. That was a lot of fun because it was in the, um, it's in the, it was in the New Orleans division. So I got to be around like living history, and then you know I'm a yeah, big right, New Orleans right. guy. I love yeah, New yeah. Orleans history, so it was fun sure. to walk around in the basement around the around the records and uh-huh. all the stuff that goes back to the some goes back to the 1890s and yeah. all this sort of stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And then yeah, just, I got sick of it and said, all right, if I'm going to do something for the rest of my life, it's not going to be a librarian. I'm going to be. I'd rather be teaching college. So I went back, got my master's, and then. Now I'm teaching college in LA and trying what? to figure out uh, what I'm going to do with it. At UNO, you got your master's. No, Where? I got my I got my master's at the University of Southern California. At USC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At their, um, it was a it's it's a weird um, master's that's no longer available. It's called the Master's of Professional Writing, uh-huh. and it was not in the English department. It was this little isthmus like Florida. <laughs> Kind of hanging off the the liberal arts college. Some individual uh-huh. made uh-huh. that little program. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Has yeah. Some sway. Yeah. This oh, guy. Yeah. yeah this guy. Yeah. James McPherson was yeah. exactly that. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And he he made it up and uh and for a while now I didn't get to work with any of these people but for a while I mean we had uh, Hubert Selby Jr. teaching that who wrote Last Exit to Brooklyn. Yeah. John Ritchie uh-huh. who basically invented you know gay. You know, gay literary fiction, uh, a, you know, a bunch of famous people, and then now I got to meet some famous people too and work with them. I, I, I got, you know, I've gotten to know Janet Fitch, yeah. and a few other, you know, uh, bigger name writers. They had some big writers in this. You know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, hold on, the guy who wrote screenplay. Um, the, 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 the. Oh man, why am I blanking on his name? He's the guy who who basically invented the three act structure. Uh, huh. Oh, I see what you're saying. The yeah. guy that they mock on a lot of movies. Yeah. Not mock, but pay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sid Field. Sid Field. Uh, Sid Field. Okay. Yeah, Sid Field taught there. Yeah. You know, and, and he died while I was there. But uh, the I guy never... that does like the big like auditorium style. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah. And tells you everything you're doing wrong. Yeah. yeah he was. Yeah, he yeah. was actually more gentle. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was actually more. He was more, he yeah. He wasn't one of those. He was, he wasn't the the, the yeah, other guy who who's like screaming at you like you have to be, okay, you know, okay. like, you know, follow the hero. Your journey. first idea sucks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, just leave mm-hmm. right now. But Sid was Sid was a really, you know. But I mean, like he basically set up the you know thirty sixty thirty three act structure right. and. That Hollywood still to this day requires. So it's like it's got to be 120 pages. Dude. Yeah, it's got to be 120. Yeah, it's got to be 120. You know, it doesn't have to be, but you know. So, <laughs> right. like, but you know, since then, uh, so I, you know, I went there and I started writing fiction. I kind of got away a little bit away from screenwriting, but uh, started writing fiction. And then this book, looking back on Sodom, was uh, was going to be my master's. Uh, Thesis, it didn't, but it was my it was a pre masters, and it got really worked over by a really great writer by the name of Richard Rayner, who's an mm. English writer who's been in Los Angeles for a while. He's uh, right now you might know him. He did the uh, he co created Nightfall, which is on the History Channel. The the yeah. uh, the uh, the you know the well, I'm not thinking today at all. Uh, the I've Knights, heard of this the show. Knights Templar. It's the yes. it's the Knights Templar yes. show. That's right. On history. Uh-huh. 
and uh, yeah, he's yeah. he's. Uh, I've watched a bit of that. Yeah, so yeah. that's his show. He's okay. a, he's a really great guy, and uh, and as interesting as my life has been, his has been way more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. huh. like every time I told the story, he was like, "Well, that reminds me of the," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm just not even gonna," you know. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and and tell us about this uh, on about looking back on Sodom. Is it a compilation of short stories or no? It's not. It's no, a, it's a novel. It's, it's a, a novel. novel. Yeah. Right. So it goes because um, you said it's all your stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. It's, it's so it's it's got eight point of view characters in it. Right. So there's right. this. It's kind right. of it's very large. It's very. Uh, it's kind of epic uh, in its way. It's it's comedic. It's you know it was I, there's a lot of comedy set pieces in it, uh, but what it does is it covers um, it covers the big. It's the year before Katrina, so it starts with New Year's Eve, you know, December, December thirty first, New Year's Eve two thousand four, and it goes right up to when the storm hits. Uh, and so, but and so, in that time, I have you know, I cover a lot of New Year's, you know, like New Year's Eve itself is the first section, and that's you know, I knew I was going to have a novel when I finished the New Year's Eve. It's like, oh, that's twenty thousand words. Yeah, I'm right. almost there. Yeah, you're almost right. there. I'm right. almost there. Now it ends yeah. up just being just from New Year's Eve. Yeah, right. yeah. It's you so have it, another one just for Mardi Gras. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so we go New Year's yeah. Eve. We go Mardi Gras. We go festival season. That's right. And then, uh, and then the, 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 the long no, I did the long hot summer. Oh right. And then I do the hur- the hurricane is actually a very short section. I right. didn't I, I didn't want to. The long hot summer is a is a novel in itself. Yeah, it, <laughs> it could be. It could clearly. Be. Oh yeah. Yeah, and um, and that was also a Tennessee Williams play too. So yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So right. but I mean I did steal that from <laughs> Tennessee Williams, but um, so yeah. So I have like I have uh. Um, a few characters. So the main—it's hard to call her the main character, but she's the one who gets everything kind of started. Her name is Tabitha, and uh, she leaves Oklahoma, sit, you know, like nowhere, Oklahoma. Leaves behind a six-month-old baby. You know, her mother has been, you know, just harassing her, and and uh, you know, the boyfriend who's who's. You know, father of the baby has you know he drank himself into believing that the baby wasn't his and all this sort of stuff. So she's basically just Alone. running away. Yeah, she's running away to get out of all of this and try to figure out a way to make some money in New Orleans so that she can come get the baby and then move to New Orleans permanently. And so she meets up with a few different groups of friends. So I've always found I don't know if you guys have found this, but I've always found like. In extended periods of time, my friendships have kind of fallen into these triumvirates. Sure. You know, you know, uh, like three guys who are yeah. always like hanging like that, you know, like that set of people. And so, and so. Like uh, me, you, and Griper. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Right. No, I agree with you. I think that's it's it because no one the duo is a little too much. Duo is a little weird, and, and quartets the quartets. Yeah, that's that's a little, that's you can't make plans. Exactly. The, three, the tripod. The tripod, it's, yeah. The, the triumvirate. Yeah. yeah, so it's the most steady. Exactly. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. So we, um, so I set this up. So I've got, um, I've got the, the character who's probably the most like me. Is uh, his name is Dalton, and he's a, he's a visual artist. He's a painter. Although I can't paint for, the, for shit. I'm the worst. 
Uh, but I've always wanted to be a painter. So. I guess that's why I've, that's why <laughs> I've made him a painter. But um, so he's he's you know he uh, lives in one half of a double, and his grandmother lives in the other half of a double at, in Bywater. And, and our last uh, our last house was in Bywater, so I know that neighborhood very yeah. well. And um, and so yeah, so he's got this free setup. And so he's got, you know, he's got that, and him, and um, the other, you know, the two other guys. One is a, a adjunct professor of philosophy who can't finish his dissertation, and uh, so there's like a lot of idle time with that's yeah. common. Is that, is that <laughs> yeah. common New Orleans story? Yeah, yeah. a lot of idle time. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the other guy, the other guy, I went a little deeper. Is I made him a, a shrimper. Uh, but they all like went to high school together, and they all know each other forever. Nice. And so those guys all kind of, you know, they fall into and they like every night they go to BJ's and hang out and drink, yeah, you know, right. and that sort of stuff. Um, also, so another the other main point of view characters are uh, so you got Tabitha, Dalton, Peterson is the philosopher, and uh, Felix is the shrimper. Although his real name is Darko, and everybody calls him Felix because he's got pointed ears and he looks like the cat on the. Right. On the on the on right. the uh, on the fireworks pack, Felix the Felix, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so the other the other big characters are um, uh, Mousy Tongue, who is a gutter punk, who is uh, Dalton's first cousin. She lives in a squat on um, in the Bywater up there, and then uh, and then I introduced is that him. like Mousy Tongue, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, right. it's it's a it's a pun, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, like her mother refuses to call her mousy. Yeah, all right. yeah. Because yeah. um, all those gutter punks have those weird names, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they yeah. all have, they all take those weird freaky names. And then uh, the other two characters are my African-American characters, a brother and a sister. One of them, the, the one female is an accountant, and she gets involved with Peterson. They So we have this, uh, uh, you know, the mixed mixed race relationship and so I explore you know what goes on with that and then the other is uh, her brother is a tuba player and a brass band so I you know with all that time spent with the rebirth I had a little bit of knowledge of what it's like to run a brass band in this town mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah so so he's yeah. like he's dealing with he's got this young hot trumpet player who's you know kind of he doesn't run the band but he's the most popular but you know but he he's also kind of a fuck up so you know yeah so you know so his big tension is how do I keep this band how do I keep this band sounding like I wanted to do and still be popular and it, you know so there's all you know so so he's that yeah that artistic touching yeah, yeah 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 a lot of you know, yeah I mean obviously there's a little bit of of the Kermit Ruffins Philip Frazier I mean yeah, split totally, you know completely yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh and uh, that sort of stuff. Although you know, I, I tried to be a little bit more contemporary than that because you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, there's a, you know, there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and I try and I try you know, and as I've been telling people, as I tell people like, oh yeah, I see, you know, like I dropped in a lot of cameos from <laughs> from <laughs> local people, and I saw, I saw Davis uh, last Davis Rogan last night, and I was talking to his bass player Jimbo Walsh, and I was like, oh yeah, Jimbo, you're in the two, and he's like, oh, when? And he goes, uh, during the bass parade, and he was like, he's like the bass parade, you put the bass parade in a novel? I was like, you damn right, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you know, why wouldn't I? <laughs> You know, that's the most, that, for three years, the bass parade was the most fun thing I did at Mardi Gras. Exactly. So were you capturing then, like, because so many things have changed. I mean, like what you just, the anecdote you just said about Kermit. 
um, was so like timely then. Um, you were capturing that sort of early odds thing yeah. on purpose because that's what you've been writing about or is there, did you want to have it like leading up right to Katrina? I did want, I did want to do to Katrina um, just because, um, well, you know, Richard Rayner who I was talking about, he read this and he was like, well, I think what you've got here is paradise lost for New Orleans Bohemia. Yeah, right. Shit. And I was that's, like, thank you. And that goes right, yeah, on. Yeah. The, you'll, yeah. take, you'll take that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that goes right on the back <laughs> cover. <can> stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> can you sign that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, so I, there are a lot of uh, Ain't There No More stuff there. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that was, that was a very conscious choice yeah. on some things. And now, as time goes on, what I thought would be. Universal is now starting to be ain't there there more, and it's that's starting to worry me a little bit. What yeah. like give some examples? Because like there's some some of the ain't there no more stuff is like, like so has become so like kind of cheeky. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like but other things are are like come on, that's that's awful. We, yeah, we should try and well, I retain that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, a lot of the restaurants like like okay, so here's a great example. Yeah. So it's like. I consciously had the brass band meeting at uh, at uh, Dunbar's, which of course yeah. is not there anymore. You know, right. or they're trying to resurrect it, and they should because those were the best red beans in the They city. are there now, right? Yeah, they're, they have another. They location. have another location. Yeah, they have another location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a meet at Ferret, and that was yeah. and Dunbar's. So I mean, I saw Dunbar's yeah. go through multiple. Iteration. So when I started going there, my ex-wife and I were living right at the corner of of uh, Jefferson and and Ferret, and so we would go to Dunbar's because they had a ninety-nine cent breakfast. They did. <laughs> yes. And it was uh-huh. like two eggs and toast. It was a lot. And like a potato or grits. Yeah. 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 Hash brown or grits. Yeah. Right. Like a dollar. Nine fucking <laughs> yeah. cents. I know. <laughs> yeah. I did that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. amazing. It was I made amazing. my way over there. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, and then from there, and that was they had like the they had the they had like the fake McDonald's booze. Yeah, they had like those yeah, plastic yeah. booze. You yeah, know, yeah. and then and then a few years down the line, you go there, and all of a sudden you get to oh now there's tables. And it's like oh now there's white tablecloths. Oh, the yeah. red the yeah. the the sausage is is scalloped and yes. and, and and artfully presented. But it's like six ninety nine for sausage. It's still it was still six it was still six ninety nine. That's true. But so yeah so and and I actually talked about like you know I have the guy say oh, wait a minute this wasn't the Dunbar's I remember even right. then you know because yeah, yeah. one of the main themes and I do kind of hammer it sometimes and subtly do it others is that. Uh, all things change, you know. Things change, and that's totally. and that's a problem that we have in New Orleans is that we don't embrace. It, the we don't embrace. It, yeah, we fight too much against the yeah, change. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's part, or you know, or if it, or if something, you know, the problem that really happens, I've always found, is that when we finally get something to work mm-hmm. in New Orleans. That's when it's. That's then we're when like, it goes fuck to, that shit. Yeah, yeah. That's when it goes to shit. It's we're like when like, we finally got it to work. Fuck the bike lanes. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of that there. going on. Yeah, now. yeah. There yeah. are people like, fuck that shit. Let's yeah. go back to the system of. People. I don't know why they have to pick up recycling once a week. <laughs> yeah, why do we have that? <laughs> there is that weird. Mentality. Yeah, yeah. No, there is. And so, like, why are they coming by and trimming the trees over Darjeeling? Yeah. Right. 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 
you know? They got to, so, like, put up some cones and I can't drive out my driveway <laughs> for a day. Right. And so another restaurant that now, unfortunately, <laughs> that I did have them go to... Yeah. Is uh, the Prolian connection on on oh, Frenchman, which and is that, now that, closed? Yeah, which is now closed. And I was like, I never, I never would have predicted that the, that the Prolian connection would close. I would have only because it's on Frenchman. Oh. I would have never predicted that their sister one on on uh, Saint Peter's, uh, oh. South Peter's, would have closed. The one with the buff buffet. Oh, that okay. Is that one gone now? That, one, that, that, was, that gone was long gone. Before, like yeah, because ago. that's the Howland Wolf now, right? Yes. Right. And that oh, place had yes, the yes, 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 that yes, place yes. had the buffet with fried chicken and red beans and rice. Oh man. Right, and all right. the fixings yeah, and yeah. everything. Yeah. Like for eleven ninety five. Yeah. I know. I could talk I could talk oh man. I remember going I mean it's like you know, Paul is my wife has never heard of it. Yeah, it's like there's that fabled uh, uh, Popeye's buffet. Because that was down, that was down the no, street. No, they had one on Carrollton and Canal. Right, that was down yes, the street. No, it. that was down the street from Jesuit. So the, at the the Super Popeyes. Right, no, no, the Super Popeyes was the one in Metairie. They the one on Carrollton and Canal was called the Super Popeyes okay, for maybe, a minute. Okay, I, th- maybe. I think, I think. <laughs> I just remember, I remember when they had, when that buffet was opened up. At three, three, Jesuit got out at three ten. At three fifteen, that place <laughs> oh, was packed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but back to Frenchman Street. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the yeah. fact that the oh, Paleo yeah. Connection can't survive. Yeah, no, that's a that's a very right? yeah. That so that was a that was a shock to me. So uh, I'm hoping you know, I, I, it's like like I said, there was some intentional, intentional kind of you know, let's let's put this, let's pay tribute to this, uh, the big top. Yeah. For example, the big top was yeah. Big top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was my yeah. home base. Shout for out to so Adele, long. Tracy, and Kira. Yeah, I mean, you know, and there's a Kira stand-in in this one, and uh, nice. Yeah, and I mean, I you know, like we did so many things there, and I was like, I had to, I had to pay tribute to that because that was you know that was the place that I went. You know, it's like if nothing was going on, yep. All I had to do was drive over to Clio Street and say, all right, what's what's happening here. And, and somebody was showing. If yeah. it wasn't happening there, they would tell you where. It yeah, was. exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, those those were those were some of the things. And there's like, and then you know, just trying to get that that Mardi Gras experience that I have. Now I can't do the Mardi Gras experience. Yeah, it's like in this in book the, anymore. In the I'm book, how did you portray right. Mardi yeah. Gras? Day. Yeah. Okay, Mardi Gras Day. Yeah. Okay, so Mardi Gras Day, I am, I am a dedicated follower of Julu. Okay, Julu. Uh, I'm, right, a Julu sure. I'm a Julu guy. So right, right, I right. have been a Julu guy since 95. 95. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. When we were still meeting on when we were still meeting on Jackson Avenue and we we were uh, arrogant enough to think that we were going to follow Julu, uh, follow Zulu. Without getting hassled. Without yeah, without getting tossed off the route. And then sure. we got tossed off the route a couple of times and finally that happened, and then finally, all the Klezmer, the Klezmer All Stars and the Galactic guys were like, "Get a band!" <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. and so, I did that. I did this. I put Julu in here. I named it, and this was the first year that we got a band. I don't know. I don't remember which year was the first year, but I right. made it in this one just to do the right. the keep up yes. the whole things changes. Totally. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so yeah. So my Mardi Gras, uh, you see, you see through the the lens. Uh, Dalton goes, Dalton goes crazy. Uh, well, well, the thing is, is that I have uh, Jean, the the you know the the black woman. This is her first Mardi Gras with 
Julu. Like what she does is what a lot of Creole people does. Her her reality is go to you know Claiborne and and uh, you know Claiborne and Basin and Claiborne and Orleans. For, for, for yeah, Zulu. right. Go oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. No costuming, no, you know, just, catch yeah, yeah, Sunday best, everybody's, you know, dressed up in the club, you know, party, that sort of thing. So yeah. to come from that existence and to go full on into Julu where people are just like, I mean, uh, there's a guy, intricate yeah, yeah, there's the guy huh. who has, uh, he's on stilts, I'm sure he still does it every year, he's, he did it for like 10 years straight, he was on stilts, he was... Ten foot tall, had leather pants that went all the way down. To the pot yeah, the yeah. Dyed his body red and face red, and he wore these giant leather wings. And he did it for ten years. Oh, that's Vaughn Taylor. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, I, photographer. I, yeah, I never knew what his yeah. name was. Yeah, yeah. that guy uh, was amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that yeah. you know, so so to go from you know like <laughs> Claiborne and Basin to totally. to Julu was like whoa. That's yeah. a that's you know and so it's a cultural whiplash right, at right. the moment at, uh, like yeah. over a mile period right 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 yeah right you know. <laughs> and so yeah and so my wife and not being from New Orleans her first Mardi Gras her first Julu was kind of like that her her first Julu was a was a weird one because it was the one time that we completely changed the route as we went from Pals to El Matador. Okay. And so yeah. we got, yeah, so we How'd just, you get there? Uh, oh boy. Cuz that's a you could go a lot of different ways. But yeah, we know we went Yeah, cuz that you, that could be just like a straight shot, you know. We yeah. could be like Esplanade long. the whole way. Yeah. No, we didn't do we didn't no, we we kind of we, we went down. We went down Ursuline and then we cut into the Treme for a there you good go. bit. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then went I think we went to Joe's Cozy Corner. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And then kind of cut into the French Quarter and then worked Right to uh, to get back to Jackson Square and then came back down uh, Decatur that way to get to uh, to get to uh, the Matador. The El Matador and it was a split. The the, the, the when we got to Jackson Square, there was uh, the the parade actually kind of split because in those earlier years it was it was not always perfect. You know, Julu has a hard time sticking together. Right. And so, uh, so, so this is my this is my first year, and I'm uh, is that a mushrooms or an ecstasy year? I can't remember. I'm gonna say it was a mushrooms year, and uh, and so I'm wearing uh, I'm I'm in a Viking outfit, and I've got like a fur vest, no shirt, and a fur skirt with a with a pants underneath it, and I got a plastic helmet, and I've got a sword, and I'm like, there's this picture of me. And my face is like beet red because I was a lot heavier back then. I was about about fifty pounds heavier back then, and uh, <laughs> and so I'm I was like marching down the street. I was like out of, I was out of control, right? So I was like swinging my sword at people. I would <laughs> I was never going to hit them. I had uh-huh. enough control. I had enough control that I was never going to hurt anybody. Sure. Uh, yeah. But no one knew. That. Yeah, yeah, nobody knew that. And right. then like Jay Holland was marching with us, and he was like, he's like, dude, you're scared. Yeah, well, no, no, Jay was like, them babies got to know, you know, Mardi Gras, <laughs> Mardi Gras ain't safe. Mardi Gras ain't safe. <laughs> Don't man. bring your babies out here. <laughs> like, That's a good point. And so, so somewhere in the middle of that. The drum section kind of falls off, and some random woman who I do not remember who it was 
runs up to me because I'm I kind of consider myself the wild man. Although L J Goldstein was the other, there was like two wild men. We we competed to see who was the wildest of the day. Someone ran up to me and said, "All right, you've got to lead us." And I was like, "Are you sure? Are you sure that this, you want that to happen right now?" <laughs> so I was like, "All right, here we go." And I like lifted my sword and I took us into into Jackson Square and I like. Uh, I got down in, you know, I got him into Jackson Square and the drummers are going, the drummers are going. I threw my helmet off and I threw my vest off and I started rolling on the on the ground, you know, I was like yelling at the top of my lungs and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, and then uh, I was like, it's like, you asked for this. <laughs> yeah, but that's the kind of, yeah, that's what I do. Like Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras is like pure id for me. I just let every, I just let it it's all pure it. Like yeah. It's the inner dialogue, yeah. like you just said. Yeah. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> this is yeah. what I signed And up I had for. like, oh, I had like, I was picking glitter off of my back for weeks. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> what else? I don't want to know. <laughs> I did take a long shower when I got home. You know, I hope your book is so successful looking back on Sodom that there'll be a second edition and here's why. Because I'm going to make a suggestion to you. Yeah. That you have a glossary at the back that's like, because to your yeah. point about yeah. Mardi Gras. Mushroom, yeah. LSD, yeah, straight pop brownies, yeah. Um, it could be, glitter, it could be that. It could be glitter, it could be uh, wigs, feathers. It could be looking I, back on mushrooms and or ecstasy. It, but yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. but in every like a glossary, yeah, you just get the page number for right. that comes up. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that could be for all the other parts right. of the book that we haven't even talked about yet. Right, right. So I mean, the other the other underground Mardi Gras stuff I do is I did. Uh, I did the box of wine. Yeah, sure. I, I, yeah, asked, yeah. I, I, I asked for permission. Jesus. I, yeah, yeah. I went directly to Anne Marie and uh, Michelle, <laughs> and I said, "Can I please? Can I please do this? Because they invented it. That's how you said. And they, then they said sure. yes, because they're good people." Joel so and I right. went this past year. Oh man, I'm and, still and, and I had to, still I had to kind of like prod Joel a little bit. I remember into going, and we got there, and it's like, and we were the fucking. Fools on the side of the road, where like everyone's looking warily at this group as they come down, and One every every white dudes, the only middle aged guys that are like, yeah, just pour it down my throat, <laughs> and we're like, ah, it was like the most like uh, unbelievably irresponsible image that you could think of, you yeah. know, for like two and guys these our women age. were just. Pouring yeah. like boxes of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're the greatest. And we were like, we were soaked yeah. in the wine. Right. I was hungover <laughs> for like six months. We were all in, man. We were yeah. all in. Oh, and it's like drink, that, that's like drinking vinegar too. It's just the worst. Yeah, but, yeah it's uh, all hot yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, by the time yeah, it gets yeah, to you. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's there's such there's such in you know, in the. Uh, I mean, if you ever have Anne Marie on here, she'll tell you the origin story. But it was like this crazy, you know, seeing Bacchus on, on LSD and then being called to be her, the uh, you know, to be the herald of Bacchus. I mean, this was like, this was like a. It's kind of a, a, a pretty serious religious thing for her. You know, it is uh, truly the parade that is in the Bacchanalian spirit. Yeah, um, yeah. More so, even. I mean, Bacchus is you know a, a giant parade, but it's essentially a regular. Yeah. Mardi Gras parade, you know. I, it's, I, Joel and I have reiterated uh, many times on the show, uh, but lightly so, so that we don't give away the farm, you know, because you don't want to make it uncool and by yeah, having yeah. so many co people come in. But that, like, 
you need to experience these side smaller parades um, during Mardi Gras because there's just a there's so many of them, right? And it's ridiculous how many you can you can participate in, and it gives it it'll round out your Mardi Gras experience in a way that uh, you just won't be able to get. Yeah, if you if just come here, if you just come here and like think that you're gonna go to Bourbon Street, you or, know, yeah, yeah of and course. do that and all that. Because yeah. I mean, we have a we have a great story of her of the the. Like Paula's first, my wife's first Mardi Gras happened to coincide with a friend of mine from Los Angeles. Her sister moved down to New Orleans for an extended period of time. So I so so I was standing there at the at the front of Bourbon Street by by the the uh, blacksmith shop, and I just said, "Okay, we're going to walk straight." We're going to probably get to about St. Peter's. We're going to, but then that, we're going to see it, and then we're going to leave it behind. And then we're never coming back here. Okay. <laughs> and then, of course, I go work at NOLA.com, and for you know a year and a half, I'm I do a live show in front of Cats Meow. Hey, how you doing? You know, like, right, right. You know, yeah, live yeah. You know, Burbo Cam. Uh, uh-huh. But um, but oh, that was. Uh, should I tell him that story, Paula? That's one of them. It's, this is one of my greatest. This is one of my greatest stories, Bourbon Street stories that I have. Please. So we're we're walking up, and it, you know, I uh, after a while, I get the claustrophobia of Bourbon Street. Like that's just it's just a little too much with all those people kind of pounding. Yeah, yeah, of course. So we got about. To, I would. I think we did get to Cat's Meow. So and and Julie is a the the other woman that we're with is a photographer. She had worked for the San Francisco Chronicle, and so she like. Psh, 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 you know, snap, mm-hmm. snap, snap, snap. Mm-hmm. And so we finally, so we turn on to St. Peter's, go up, instead of, you know, you know so we go, going right. up to uh, Burgundy, and, uh, or Dauphine or whatever. And uh, and uh, so I'm finally like, oh, you know, I'm out of the crowd, yeah, I yeah, breathe for sure. a second. And Julie comes around and I'm like, that guy just took his dick out over there. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, she goes, I got to get a picture of that. And I was like, okay, here we go. And so they go with the negotiation. She goes and buys some beads. She goes, and, you know, she gets, and so she puts together. And this guy, this guy standing there and this woman who we found out later, they had never met. They had never met. They're standing, this woman is standing right next to her just to be in the picture. And so she hands over the beads. She backs, gets the camera out. Guy whips it out. Like a striking snake, that woman goes, pow, puts her mouth right on his dick. Click, click, click. Stand click, by click. Yeah, just stand there. By a stand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just a bystander. Boom. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, That's Mardi Gras. That is that that was like yeah, that I'll never see that again. <laughs> Probably. Uh, possibly. Oh, you I might. Mean, you I might. might. Uh, yeah. Com, exactly. Yeah. And then we go and then we go up Dauphine and then this is this is the addendum. We go up Dauphine and it's like nobody's there, you know, or like it's the stragglers and we we pass by this uh you know this little stoop and there's like these five kind of zafting young black women all sitting on this stoop and they're giggling and I just walk right by them. I don't know what's going on. And Julie the the news hound kind of there's something going on back there. Uh-huh. So she runs back and she comes back and she comes and she says yeah, there was, um, I kind of pushed, the, there was like four of them. This made it into the book. <laughs> There's like four of them, and she pushed through them, and there was like this skinny white dude, and apparently he was pulling a train on the five ladies. And the one was like, he's like, come on, I've only got one more to do. Which is like, all right, I want He's like, yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> don't screw up. It. I'm going for the record I'm going right for now. the record right <laughs> 
you know, I'm like, don't pull me, coach. <laughs> so this was yeah. so in the book. Okay, we talked about Mardi Gras in yeah. the book. Any highlights from festival season? Like, what are your characters? Do you introduce your characters? Okay, yeah. What do they do when Jazz Fest rolls around? Okay, so um, so I, I actually have Jazz Fest is actually a, a pretty major moment, and uh, I don't want to I don't want to go too do far. Into, yeah, I don't want to spoil it because yeah. but there's a there's a major emotional moment, and I will say I will only say that it it surrounds a performance by Frankie Beverly and Mays. Word. Yeah, That's and good. and mm. so uh, and so uh, you know my wife my, Paula and I went to go see Frankie Beverly. Was it Frankie Beverly that we saw? Was that on Congo Square? No, no, we were walking. Yeah, yeah. We always, were walking. Always, always yeah. Congo Square. We were walking away from Frankie Beverly, and right. it was one of those. It was one of those jazz fest days where it was a complete sludge. Like everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere you walked, it was just you're walking in yeah, horseshit. Yeah. yeah, you're basically Literally. walking in horseshit. Yeah, whenever I see people splashing around, I'm like, I'm like, dude, put on some boots, bro. <laughs> yeah, please, please, don't get on a plane with the flip flops. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, but but it was even though it was that sludgy, as we were walking out, all we were seeing was these fifty and sixty year old black women in their beautiful white white cotton dresses. And they're only Parasols, showing maybe, right, right. And they're only yeah. showing up to see Frankie Beverly. Word. Like they, they could care less about the rest of Jazz Fest. So they were only there for Frankie Beverly. Yeah. And it was kind of cool, you know, because I yes. mean, the man's amazing. I mean, that I mean, band's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. You know, and uh, it's kind of a shame that uh, it's kind of a shame that that they chose to move on from him from from Essence. But I mean, you know, I guess it, yeah, they had to. But uh, it is a shame. But let's see, what else from festival season do I have? That was uh, Jazz Fest. I, I, you see, Jazz Fest was for me, because I'm, you know, I'm a pretty music obsessive kind of guy. And, and you experienced it from that very early on. I, I started you brought in your own coolers. Yeah, I started going to Jazz Fest around '85. Right. And um, when it started, yeah. in what? It started in '70. So. Yeah. So I remember the first the first day that I went by myself. I went with uh, I don't know if you know you know Bill Rochelle. The, uh, he's a bass player for Jay Holland and Marcissi, and he's a you know he's my yeah. one of my best friends from high school. Anyway, he uh, he and I went and we're in our Jesuit uniforms, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we go there. And I remember as that's the first time I saw the Wild Magnolias. Uh, we saw the Cold, who were still playing. Mm, yeah. Um, we saw. Um, let's see who else. And a few other. Oh, uh, the Batiste Brothers band. You know, right. just like yeah. all this. All you know, this was a Friday. You know, it was like yeah. yeah. So he's like, yeah, we'd gone straight from school to you know. Now the it's first the Batiste family. Band, yeah, yeah, like exactly. Thirty-four people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They got so many people. And John, Jonathan, of course. Yeah, John right. Batiste is is coming out of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his father was the bass player for the for the Batiste Brothers band. Yeah, and um, and so you know, so so yeah. I mean, I, I just I can't even begin to list some yeah. of that stuff. Make it into the into the book. Some of it did. One. Some of it did. I, I think was I gave it still like drug fused during that festival season. No, I I, I I I pulled back a little bit on that. Actually, I think yeah. festival season is really you find some clarity. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. I was like, like I really music and stuff. I really go into the, okay. So the big plot twist in festival season is that you know D- Dalton and Tabitha had hooked up on New Year's Eve. They're a terrible couple. 
Uh, and, and they did a whole drug yeah, infused yeah, yeah, thing through Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah, they did a whole. And she's a. Yeah. I mean, you've explained like eight of my relationships. Yeah, yeah. And she's a. <laughs> and, you know, and, and to, because she has no other, you know, because she has no other skills or has, you know, right now she's she's right. been stripping. Uh, and she started off on, at the Artist Cafe and the Dixie Divas, which also ain't there no more. And then oh, kind of moved up oh, to. Man. Moved up to moved up to Big Daddy's, which is yes. also ain't there no more. Yeah. And so she's she's working a Mardi Gras at Big Daddy's, right? And he's like trying to you know, and it's just like, it was, and she's like totally cocaine fueled to get through it, but sure. she's making money and all that. So they had this like completely toxic, you know, and they had this big blow up on Mardi Gras Day and all this sort of stuff. So the big twist is is that it's gonna they're gonna do a real. She wants to do a real Lent, and she says basically. Uh. She's giving yeah forty days, and she says, but she's giving up sex. What for Lent? (laughs) That's (laughs) not good for our our, uh, no protagonist or right, right protagonist. Yeah. So and so like Dalton has to live through that, and so kind of there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on, and it's also about how uh, Mousy and her her uh, her little gang they start up a burlesque show, and so that they're starting to get. They're starting to get a little popular, and they want her to stop stripping and to become because she can actually dance, right. and the other ones in the, the gutter punks can't really dance. Yeah, she's well. a performer, right? Yeah. And so, and so they want her to join in, and so there's the yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of machinations. That one also ends up nothing being, like supporting your girlfriend <laughs> in her burlesque career when you're not having sex during life. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's when you, you know, dis- no, you truly love each other. <laughs> yeah, and you discover, you know, how wonderful. Masturbation can be. <laughs> you, know, you get really good at it. <laughs> then you have conversations, kind of look at you naked while I'm masturbating. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. we just lay there. You know, there's those guys. It yeah. sounds heavily Catholic, so well, I'm, they, I'm guessing that it's, it's a no. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not really. I. I. She's not Catholic, but she, <laughs> this is another. This is another theme that goes through it. Is that she? She's picking up on the dogma and following it. No, no. Briefly. She, she was. No, she was raised Baptist. Oh. And 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 strongly Baptist, and she was one of those people who could memorize. So she has the Bible memorized. So when, but when, but it only starts to pop into her head when she starts drinking and drugging. So oh, out right. of out of nowhere. So there's a there are a ton of it's biblical like a defense mechanisms right. sort of for her. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Loaded. yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, she'll just start she'll just start quoting the Bible right. at random times, and that's mm. partially why looking back on Sodom is the. Is the title is that I, there's a lot of biblical stuff. I got you. And, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of people looked at New Orleans after Katrina as this kind of a, you know, I mean, the, the Sodom. Ass, yeah, right. Let it, let it go. let it go. The Chicago Bears fans thought that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fuck them. That, yeah. That's yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Fuck them. That's right. Double uh, doink, bitches. Yeah. Double doink, Double doink <laughs> bitches. God, what a painful way to you lose, bitch. Man. What a Chicago painful, Bears bitch. Painful You're forever way. known as Double Doinks now. Oh my God. You're not known as The Bears on yeah. SNL. You hit the upright. You're known as Double Doinks. And doink, it went down and then it hit the other upright. That's for making fun of New Orleanians in 2006 two, after the two, hurricane. Two pangs. Fuck you. Two pangs where you're like, we're going to win. No. Oh. We almost oh. won. Maybe we didn't win. It's did so you see, harsh. It's so did harsh. You see the bear? 
Did yeah. you see the the the, yes. the the mascot? The bear just, just was like, and it's like because because that thing is smiling and it can't not smile. It can't not smile. <laughs> right. So he just had to do something. He just crazy. He fell over and he it was had like to do some existentialism. Yeah. Like yeah. how does someone just like? All right, last. All right, anyway, thing. anyway. Okay, so getting into the we song, digress. Yeah. yeah, getting back into the novel. Okay, oh, well, the, the, the um, I'm really interested in this because yeah, and you can not answer my question and say what you were about to say. But we've talked a lot about this podcast, uh, on this podcast, about the dog days of summer. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah, were mentioning yeah. to us that, like, the maybe the last act of the novel yeah, the last act happens during in New that sort of mm-hmm. dog days. You want to talk about that? A little yeah, bit? that's that's that that one becomes the interesting. That's so by that point, um, by that point, uh, uh, Tabitha and and Dalton are are irreparable. They're they're completely split. Okay. And he's trying to like he's trying to like put it put the pieces of his life back together, and so he finds a little temporary relationship to kind of like help him through it. Um, a lot of what a lot of uh, summer kind of comes down to yeah, like summer is the place where just everything falls apart, and you know, and it's like you know, like it's like true grit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like there's all those there's all those you know like they're trying to. So basically, the squat, which has been together for, I think I said, it, it needs to be together for 10 years in order to actually own the land. And mm-hmm. I think they were mm-hmm. in year five. Mm-hmm. But the the leader of the squad is, is, his name is Chicken, and he's a, <laughs> he's a six, six, four, 120. He's like this. He's like this yeah, yeah, with a with a long, the long beard. <laughs> yeah, 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 long beard kind of guy. Giant Adams apple. Yeah, giant Adams, and he's from West right. Virginia. Yeah, and of he's course. and he's the uh, real. Uh, cool. Yeah, uh. he's the real kind of villain. Sure. Of this because of he wants to he wants to control everything, <laughs> but he's also an agent of chaos. Is like he, he can't take everything being perfectly ordered. So as soon as something goes, as soon as something gets right, kind of like, like yeah, yeah, right, right. And yet right. he wants to control it. And yet you know? he wants to control. See it. that yeah. dichotomy? I think you, I think you've pegged the phobo, yeah. the modern phobo, <laughs> yeah, the modern yeah, phobo, right? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got it right there. That's what that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he needs to control everything. So he, you know, even though he and Mousy have been a couple for two years, he looks at Tabitha and he's like, oh, perfect. I can. Blow up this relationship, and I'm gonna now that she's brokenhearted. Yeah, this is my time to move in on that. And then by the end of the summer, the whole squad is just like you know exploded, and yeah. everybody's moved on uh, to something else. And um, and that's also it's also where I get into a lot of food stuff. Like I go through a crawfish nice. boil. Okay. Um, I have the. I have the grandmother teaching Dalton how to make roux and how to make gumbo and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's like I really had to get food in there because I, you know, food and music are my two my two things. You know, like, yeah, you're right. It's like you know, I love to I love to cook and I love to you know like that's what I need in my life. Just every now mm-hmm. and again, put put flour into butter. <laughs> yeah, <know>? right. <laughs> and get something together. You know, well, that's a fun novel. So it's mm-hmm. like yeah, not just plot driven. You're yeah. taking time. Yeah. Uh, like, think about it. who's that dude that wrote all those great cowboy movies? Um, oh, uh, um, the Lonesome Dove and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the dude who wrote, uh, shit, uh, cow, uh, shit. Um, the, 
this is really bad podcast. Just get on there. Get on there. No, the dude who uh, did uh, the, the 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 Oscar award uh, movie with uh, Javier. Uh, Oh, 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 you're talking oh, about No yeah. Country for Old yeah, Men? Yeah, but that dude, that writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah he guy. did a really nice job of like, yes, yes. as you're reading his novels, and I've read like three of them. I can't even remember his name, and I've read three of his novels. And I've, I've read uh, like five, five of the them. Road yeah, and, uh, yeah, the Road. Yeah, yeah, The Road. The Road, something in the horse or whatever. Yeah. And they're uh, brilliant. All the pretty horses. All the pretty yeah, horses. Yeah, yeah. They're brilliant because they take the time to soak you into the culture in the moment mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with driving plotter character right right, right. right. And it sounds like that's kind of what you're doing no he yeah I, I mean he was a he's a big influence on me i mean blood meridian uh, blood meridian is possibly the most violent uh, mccormick mccormick yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. cormick mccarthy so so cormick mccarthy he yeah he's one of those guys and it's like a uh, blood meridian is is one of those books where you're like you feel like you're sweating with the characters, right. you know, while like, you're reading, yeah, yeah, it's like you know, yeah. like you work up a sweat, and that's kind of where I was trying to go too. Except I was trying to go more for the comedic novel as opposed to the to the you know pathos sure. novel that he does. Like I I I specifically said when I wrote when I was writing this, like I want to write a novel that people could dance to. Yeah, and that was kind of my. That was kind of my driving thing. Is like how much energy, how much of that New Orleans energy can I pack? Like a second line. Into, yeah, like a second line. Mm. You like know? Who's ever done that? Yeah, I mean, I got, I I've got, I've got four or five, I've got four or five second line scenes yeah. in there. You know. Oh, cool. Yeah, ranging yeah. from ranging from you know the best to the worst. You know, yeah. or the best that could happen, the worst that could happen. You know. Right. Right. And yeah, and the, the kind of the one of the last images is we see you know on national TV we see chicken up on uh up on top of the circle uh food store second lining all by himself right. as the rain crashes down exactly so, yeah good the bad and the ugly yeah so we got yeah line. so we got you know i mean i was and you know and i mean the katrina thing like i said it's the shortest part i did my best to i did my best to kind of like capture every moment that like again the little moments that we had because you know, we we got out, and I remember just like that thirteen-hour drive to Houston. That, that was rough. <laughs> that was rough. Mm-hmm. And I remember we got to about I just want to say like Opelousas or, or Lafayette, and and we were just doing fifty-five, and there was like there was no traffic anymore. Just nobody could drive faster than fifty-five. <laughs> you know, like everybody was just like in a line going just key. You know, it was just yeah. it became a snake. You know, yeah. you know we just, we're just mm-hmm. going. We can't move any faster. I, I joke and I put this in the book too. But uh, we had two cars at the time. We only have one car now. She had a, a Matrix, and for some, I was following her for some reason. I don't know why. And the Matrix, all of a sudden, the the back of it morphed and it looked like a chipmunk face to me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was hallucinating. Yeah, well, I was totally hallucinating it without drugs or or just just you know. And then you know, there was that moment where it's like chipmunk, And so you know. And then, you know, like there was that moment where we said, oh, we dodged a bullet, right? right. The, the hurricane missed. <laughs> and we're good. And then we, no, uh, we all yeah. experienced that. Yeah. And then, the next, yeah. and then the next day it was like, oh. We're oh, fucked. Yeah, oh, we're fucked. Yeah, so we went through, went through a lot of stages of that. But sure. I kind of like, that's like 5,000 words, but I tried to like really 
yeah. pack that in. That's the least funny part of it, obviously. But I tried right. to like really pack that in as kind of like a a big emotional, you know. Without giving emotional. anything away, is there a resolution amongst the characters in terms um, of their relationships? Sort of, sort of. I mean, I I have planned, I I planned a sequel um, to this, and I've never gotten around to writing it. And I yeah. may, I have the perfect title, and I, you know, I want to call it Hurricane. Word. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's something. Yeah. And, that is uh, something. That happened. It did. It did. I mean, we went to San Francisco. I know a lot. Jeff of went to Connecticut. You wouldn't um, call it a cation. I wouldn't call it a hurricane. Yeah, I'd you call, call it a, a vac. I'd call it a her her employment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, because yeah, when, when we came up, when we came up for surge, when Kira and I came up for surge, you were working. Uh, oh yeah. You yep. were working for uh, uh, Bastianich, right? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know my theory. Uh, PKTS, PKMS, or whatever. <laughs> there was post Katrina marriage solution. Yeah, yeah, and that was people who weren't together, but they evacuated together. And they decided they should get married. That happened a lot. Yeah, because yeah, they okay. evacuate because you're like, yeah, Holy it's shit. an intense experience. And then there was PKDS, which is post Katrina divorce <laughs> solution. Oh, I'm sorry. The other one was PKMS was syndrome. You shouldn't have gotten married. <laughs> That's right. You shouldn't have. You got married under the wrong fucking circumstances. There were a lot of temporary marriages. A lot of temporary. That happened after Katrina. They just went. That shit nullified real quick. Very quickly. Very quickly. Real quick after the fucking event. Yes. And then there's PK (laughs) Diaz, which is post-Katrina divorce solution. Solution. Which is motherfuckers who should not have been together. Right, right, right. At all. But it was safe and easy. Right. But once all your house is flooded, you're like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I don't even like you. I don't... I know so many people. I mean, I know that we digress from the books it's and everything, okay, no, but it's no, like I, I love it's talking like, about this stuff. Man, there were so many people that I knew that well, so many. I mean, yeah. there there are a few, uh, some really good examples, couple of, handfuls uh, of people who just like before the storm, you're like, God, what a great couple those guys are. You know, as soon storm as the storm, I hate them. Boom! It was like she left me. <laughs> Bro, she left me out of nowhere. We like, having, like, just like we dumped, like a like yeah. a box of rocks on yeah. the side of the road, kind of thing. You know, we better settle this divorce, and you're gonna give me half the house, and right, I, I right, get right. equity out of this, and the whole nine yeah, yards. Yeah, there was a lot of that. And then there was, I evacuate to Atlanta with you. Let's get married. Yeah. And people rushing years. into it because yeah. they were like, we get a lot more benefits if we get married. Oh, the road home. But then, road home, bro. But then, not bro. realizing the whole time is like. They're like, oh, we were together for like six or eight months before, and we never lived under the same roof right. in yeah, that yeah. entire time. Now we're in a car. And now we're yeah. just going to get married and pretend that like we're yeah. just going to have this experiment. We're going to have this experiment. Yeah. Right. I know. Well, we, that, that, would, that, that, was kind of, that was kind of our story, uh, is that you know, like, she, moved to, she moved here uh, two months before, like July 4th. Of 2005. Jesus Christ. I know, I know. The, 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 yeah, so I was like a month, she never, didn't get a job, you know, and I was freelancing, so, you know, we, we were just trying to get stuff going, you know. So it was a lot of times, yeah, it was, it was a good two months, and then, you know, and then, then the, and she was actually supposed to, she was supposed to start a job that Sunday. Like, she finally got a job just going to work for Macy's just to have something to do, right? And, and so, and then all of a sudden, and then I wake up that Saturday, and I was like, because we went out the night before to go see Narcissi, 
And they were like, and we get to this, you know, because they were playing a, a benefit for Robert Starnes to go to uh, Germany for his competitive bearding. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so... That also happens, folks, in New Orleans, is that uh, people get behind uh, positive causes, like the bearding competition in Germany. Right, right. And somebody so, needs to go. We got the funds to get you, you there. We got you. Right, exactly. and so, and Campaigning I mean, musicians. Yeah, and I mean, you know, like, right. and, and Narcissi, these guys are my best friends, right? There's Bill and, and Anthony and, and Jay. And I get there, and, and uh, Robert goes, oh, those guys? They're in Oxford already. I was like, fuck, you didn't call me at all, you know? And so and so we woke up the next day, and there's, uh, I think it was, it was Bob Brecker, Carla Redondo, whoever was on the store going, worse than Betsy. And I was like, I was going to be a holdout, but I think we're going. And then we got in. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we ended up after the, you know, we were in Houston for a couple of weeks. We came back. Uh, because I had an LLC, I could actually get back in here. As a media company, so I was supporting, and I got back in here and we savvy, took, yeah, savvy. yeah, and we cleaned out. Uh, we got to my mom's house. My mom had a big tree in front of her yard; couldn't get anything out. So we ended up having to go to my my grandparents' house because <laughs> my brother and I drove in. We went to my grandparents' house and then and to get the only car that my family still had available, which was my grandmother's '85 Lincoln Continental. <laughs> so I'm like, no CD player, no radio available. So I'm like, I had to drive to my mom's house to find any old cassette tapes. I found some old cassette tapes that I had taped while I was uh, on when I was doing the blues show on TUL. I was like, pop that in, listen <laughs> to me in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> That's meta. Yeah, That's like yeah, meta. yeah. Oh so I'm driving back, you know, and and um, and then you know, like with all that stuff, I was like, all right, well, let's let's find a place to land, and we ended up going to San Francisco, to where my aunt lives, and mm. uh, we were there for three months, and that was an intense three months, and it was a it was a little bit trying, you know. There was a couple of times when we were looking at each other, like, eh, I don't know about this, and then when we got back, and you know, we settled down, and now it's that's. Uh, how many years later now? Twelve years later, and we're we're doing yeah. well. You know, we're doing. We, we made it through. We made it. Th- that was a Good. that was a forge. That was a forge and fire for certain. Yeah. So you were, you yeah. drove that car all the way to San Francisco? No, no, no. I had I drove my car, which okay. was which was uh, the, <laughs> she was yeah. We tried to destroy that car. We tried. No, we we hit a. Uh, she was driving, and and a, a deer. Uh, ran out in front of us on I-10 outside of Fort Stockton, Texas. Jeez. And uh, she didn't break, luckily, and the deer just kind of rolled over us, and it didn't like hurt the engine. Oh my but, lord! But it couldn't. But the wow. but the the the, uh, the the hood was bent up, and it was gonna you know come undone. So we got to pull into Fort Stockton, and it, it, that was Saturday. The next day is Sunday. They've rolled up the streets. It's <laughs> like really, we had to just sit in a hotel room waiting for a uh, waiting for a place to open up just to tie down the hood. And so we get the, we finally get the car out to San Francisco, and then it spends two weeks getting repaired. So we really got to know San Francisco <laughs> by mm. taking the uh, taking the metro around, you know, uh, driving my aunt's car occasionally. But uh, yeah, that's that was kind of the weird thing is like that you know that whole like just kind of walking around like a. You know, there's there's more. This is and this was when San Francisco was still cool. Two thousand six, two thousand five, and but I got there and it's like there's more 
cars than there are parking spaces right in san francisco mm. yeah. and mm-hmm. so so there was a couple of times there's this one time we went out for dinner there and we parked and it was a sketchy spot it was really really sketchy and but we really wanted to go to this restaurant and so and i was like i was like this far over into the driveway and we came back and there was a there was a note on the on the windshield and it said look I know, you're from Louisiana. Yeah, right, right. Look, I noticed that you got a Louisiana driver's <laughs> license, the driver, you know, license plate. Any other time you come here, I'm going to tow you, but I'm letting you go this time. <laughs> <laughs> Can I give you some beads and rice? Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, nutty. It was a nutty. Uh, Can I play was, you a fast domino record? Yeah. <laughs> and we were going to. A, and now, uh, 12 years later, you've got a yeah, couple books that you just published. Yeah, yeah. This was so, like I said, I got a bunch of, uh, you know, it was like you know, all those built up experiences through the years. Some of them are my stories, some of them are. Completely fit me, you know, completely out of my uh, imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, other stuff. Uh, I try to be as you know, I try to be as true as possible while still telling changing this. the names. Yeah, tell it well, <laughs> a few times. Sometimes the names aren't changed. Uh, All right, but the main, the main, anybody who's doing anything really bad. Let me ask you this: yeah. Is your version of Davis Rogan more accurate than Tremaine's? Oh, I, di- I didn't get Davis show. was Come the on. one guy. Davis you just have to say just yes. Tell us yes or no. You is your yes. version more I, accurate than oh, Tremaine's? Yes. <laughs> Even though I didn't, I wanted to get. I couldn't find a way to get Davis in there, because Davis is what? like Davis is so unbelievable. I mean, that, I mean, we were watching Tremaine, and it was just like. This isn't even that's close. It's not, not even close. It's not even close. Not even. I mean, my favorite. Wait, you did not figure out how to get in. I did. I couldn't. I couldn't Come get on. Davis in there. That was the one guy I couldn't get in there. Yeah. Because I mean, my favorite Davis story. I mean, and there's yeah, yeah. But the one I tell the most is was a Mardi Gras story. Like he had played, he had played the three ring, and we went up to you know like he he played. We go up to the we go up to the parade route, and and we're all we're all drinking, you know, and. Then, uh, oh, I, we didn't actually we didn't actually witness this. I take this back. My friend witnessed this. She she was coming back and she said, and uh, he had played the the three ring, and he was sitting outside on the street in Clio Street, completely passed out, with a hundred pieces of Popeye's chicken, <laughs> <laughs> fifty Trade pieces that. on either side, completely passed out. And so, like in plastic bags? Yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah, in the Popeye's bag. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. All ready to go, except he was passed out and on the street. And, and so and so they, they lifted him, they got a cab, and they lifted him, they put it in there, put him in the cab, and then my friend Maritza, who found him, was like, where do you even live, Davis? And she just slammed the door at the, the Got in the cab. Yeah, just slammed the door and the cab took off. It's like, I hope you got home. That's a pretty good note to go out on, except for uh, let's make sure we plug your your Uh, upcoming event. Sure, sure. uh, What, three three days from now? Yeah, Uh, Thursday, yeah. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday Thursday at the... the, uh, I keep making this... uh, Thursday at the Garden District Bookstore. Right. At uh, 6 o'clock. And it is, um, this is a, this was cool for me is like, you know, uh, one of the things I actually used to work at the coffee shop, the still Perkin. I worked there when it was a PJs. And in fact, almost all of my friends 
Yeah. We passed that job around through a few, four or five. And my ex-wife actually worked there, too. <laughs> so that little spot is kind of a, a cool spot for, for... Awesome. And that's in the little mini mall, the yeah, rink, yeah, the rink, right? Yeah, it's yeah. in the rink. It's right uh -huh. up there. By, it's right by Commander's uh, Palace. It's in... Uh, by the still Perkin, it's in up in there. We'll have the reading. We'll have the sign. I'll be signing the book, nice. reading the book, and uh, and also have I'll have looking back on Sodom and Vamp City there. Yeah, folks, come on out and see the reading and 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 meet uh, Charlie Brown for yourself, and uh, also go to Amazon. Yeah. And so if you can't if you can't make it and you want to go to Amazon, there's you have to change things around. So looking back on Sodom is under uh, Charles D. Brown. Charles D. Brown, and Vamp City is under C. D. Brown. C. Yeah, D. Check Brown. it out. Right. I have a I have a few other uh, urban fantasy style and and genre stuff, uh, shorter works, novellas and stuff under the C. D. Brown. Right. Uh, up there on Amazon. Jeff, you got any plugs, bro? Oh uh, man, uh, the. <laughs> The Mardi Gras schedule is uh, filling up Coming really in. quickly. Um, at the end of the month, we're playing at Portside Lounge with the Green Demons. Okay. Um, so that's on the 31st. And then there's just a, a host of gigs that happen in February, including, I believe, on February 9th, um, Egg Yolk Jubilee is playing at Portside as well. And then the week after that, all the Mardi Gras festivities uh, start up. Look, folks, um, in re regard to Mardi Gras this year, like really monitor your parade schedule and your parade tracker because things got uh, tossed around a little bit because of like some really silly uh, ideas about potential terrorist threats or this and that. Um, so the lineup of parades this year is that um, at the week before Crew de Vue, Chewbacca's is rolling. Yes. Um, so that makes Chewbacca's essentially the first big parade of, of the year. And then you have Crew de Vue and, and, and of, the, mi like, the mini spy. parade uh, T-Rex are going to be on the same weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so there's going to be a lot of early Mardi There's going to be this like jam-packed early Mardi Gras schedule and then like the regular parades for a couple of weeks and then Mardi Gras proper. So it's a little it's it's, it's a, a little different than Mardi it has been. Yeah, it's gonna be a long Mardi Gras season this year, so get ready. And I've uh, been one of those for a long time. The yeah. long the long Mardi Gras gets a little tedious, but uh, Yeah, yeah. It, it is a long can. Mardi Gras that we yeah. can talk about that. Yeah, like yeah. I like the fact it's a long Mardi Gras because I don't like coming out of like the holiday season. <laughs> And suddenly it's, I mean, we went to the 12th night parade together, Jeff, last yeah, night. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Joan of Arc parade last night. That's fine. But I'm really kind of psyched to have a little bit of a breather. But here's the problem with that. There's the truncated Mardi Gras Jazz Fest now. Yeah, that's true. Super yeah. short. Yeah, that's, that's true. usually when I get in shape. <laughs> You're looking all right, though, Joel. I know, but I normally, right I nor thank you. Yeah. But I normally take... Nice Mardi Gras to Jazz Fest. I'm wearing the appropriate clothes to make myself look slim, but yeah. man, don't let the clothes fool you. That's um, what I, I got to <laughs> do as soon as I get back to LA. It's like I got to go back on my liquid diet. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the liquid diet. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so LA. Yeah, I do the kale. Do you, chew, oh, good, do you good, chew the food good. and spit it out? No, 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 no. I, 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 I drink it all down. But I, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh, I mean, you know, I was, <laughs> I was so fat for so long. I need, you know, like now that I'm in a, I, you know, but come, I'm here for three weeks and I'm just like, yeah, just like every, I'm, I'm like, a, I'm like a goose. I'm like the goose trying to get the foie gras ready. Just like, just pour it in That's there. Right. Pour yeah, it in right, the funnel. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you are you sticking around for Mardi Gras? Did we talk about? No, it no, no. I, I'll, be, I'll be I'll be leaving. I'll be leaving pretty much right after the uh, the readings. So. Right, right. Okay. So you know, I've got a I've got a semester to prepare for. I still got to finish my syllabi. So cool, yeah. cool. All right, folks. Charlie Brown. Uh, Charliebrown.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans. Oh, real quick. Everybody yeah, check ahead. out the Soul Brass Band Monday night residencies at DBA. Great. Great. Okay. Soul Brass Band, folks. Soul Brass Band, folks. Uh, at DBA, all the, for the month. Friend of the Good Life, Derek Aaron Lambert. Smoker. Friend of the Good Life, Freeman. Derek Smoker Freeman. Two yes. of our best friends on the podcast. That's right. Okay, yeah. we'll see you next time, folks. Take care. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>